0: Today, on episode 40 of Teaching in Higher Ed, five faculty members share how they're spending their breaks and what recommendations they have for us on how to take a break. Produced by Innovate Learning, Maximizing Human Potential. Welcome to this episode of Teaching in Higher Ed. This is the space where we explore the art and science of being more effective at facilitating learning. We also share ways to increase our personal productivity approaches so we can have more peace in our lives and be even more present for our students. Hello, this is Bonnie Stahoviak, and today we're doing a little bit of a part two, although if you didn't listen to the last episode, it's not like there's any spoilers and you don't necessarily have to listen in order. But I am about halfway through now my spring break. I know not all of us have breaks at the same time, but I thought upon a recommendation from a friend that it would be fun to kind of look at what we plan on doing for our breaks if we haven't had a chance to take them yet and how we approach our breaks when we have them. And I would say that so far, I am failing in a number of areas, (laughs) I am checking email far too much for me to really maximize my productivity. And this morning, I saw an article from Natalie Houston, who was a guest back on episode 34, talking about practical productivity. If you didn't have a chance to listen to that episode, I would strongly urge you to go back after you listen to this one and and just get some of her great advice. At any rate, she wrote an article about 10 things to do instead of checking email. And I thought, well, that is absolutely perfect. And I'd suggest if you're struggling like I am at checking it too much to maybe fill in one of the things she suggests that we do instead of checking email. And on her list, though, I can successfully report on her list is to take a short walk instead of checking email. And I'm happy to report that I'm healed enough from my foot surgery to have gone on not one, but two five minute walks with my husband today. And that was one of those was initiated by me and the second one initiated by him after lunch. And I'll tell you, I cannot wait to be back up on our treadmill desk and feeling better. And I'm just so happy to be on the path to healing and it's so fun when we have evidence that that what we're doing is actually working and we're slowly getting back to normal and maybe even better than we remembered for a long time. So, how to take a break? Well, first off, we're going to hear from my colleague at Vanguard University. His name is da- David Pecorero, and he teaches in the theater department and he has a wonderful podcast called the Student Caring Podcast. If you want to have a listen, I've put a sh- link to that in the show notes, which you can find at teachinginhighered.com slash 40. And here's what David says is going on for his spring break.
1: Gosh, it's Monday of spring break week. And I'm so excited that I have the whole rest of the week ahead of me. I hardly know what to do with myself. So, so far, I've been taking care of things around the house that have broken, that I don't have time to get to when classes are in session. And also, uh, getting ready to head up to Fresno, uh, for my son's swim meet later this week so a little getaway in there and a little good family time i um, also taking advantage to read a book that's been sitting on my desk for a while that I haven't got to uh, the title is Building Social Business by Muhammad Yunus uh, Y-U-N-U-S I believe it's pronounced Muhammad Yunus and uh, really enjoying that um, take care And we'll see you when we get back
0: to work. Bye-bye. David, I believe you are correct that his last name is Eunice. And I have not read that one yet. I'm going to have to add that one to my list of books to read. I'd love to hear what you thought of it after you have a chance to finish reading. And I hope all went well with your son's swim meet. Next up, I have been corresponding almost every time I put out a weekly newsletter. And by the way, I do those weekly updates where I send all the links from the show notes. So you don't have to remember to come get them. And also a weekly article about teaching or productivity. And if you'd like to subscribe to that, it's www teaching in higher com slash subscribe. And Christine is so great to let me know what she's getting out of listening to the podcast and out of reading those articles. And sometimes she even includes some of her colleagues. So I asked if she would leave a message for what she was going to be doing during the break. And she teaches part time and like so many of those who teach part-time is juggling a lot. And right now it sounds like fighting with insurance companies over the break too and dealing with snow days. I'm just so sorry to hear that you've had some discouraging times, Christina. I hope there are brighter days ahead for you on those fronts. And and we had recently an, a day of trying to have awareness for some of the needs for our adjunct faculty. And I, I was able to listen to the teaching the Inside Higher Ed podcast where they looked at some of the big challenges for people teaching part-time. And just thanks, Christine, for being a reminder to me of what a struggle it can be both just in terms of teaching part-time and then also with health concerns, etc. So I'll really be thinking about you in the coming weeks and hope that things get better. Next up, we have Nicholas who teaches in Doha, Qatar. And by the way, that pronunciation... I have a hard time with, with saying it because I hear so many newscasters saying it differently, pronouncing it differently. So you'll have to let me know how I did. But I was able to find an article that actually says that the Arabic for us translates much closer to our word "cutter" than um, than kitar, which is how many people pronounce it in the media. So you'll have to let me know how I did. Speaking of pronunciation, I had a professor back when I was getting my doctoral degree who said that he knew the person that had come up with the statistical scale that most of us call a Likert scale and said that the man's last name is actually pronounced Likert because he knew him and that's how it was supposed to be said. But I cannot stand up in front of people and say Likert because everyone wants to correct me and say it's a Likert scale and it it absolutely cracks me up. When I was thinking about pronunciation, I thought of a few more of just where we, we stumble over our words. And oh, another one is that in my field in leadership studies, there's what's called the Johari. Most people call it the Johari Window, where it's we think back to Donald's Donald's Donald Rumsfeld, where there are the unknown knowns. So it's what we know about ourselves and what we share about ourselves. So there's what other people know about us and also how self-aware we are with ourselves. And most people call that the Johari Window, and it actually is pronounced Johari Window because it was. Two names put together, Joe and Harry put together. So anyway, it's a bit of a tangent on pronunciations, but he Nicholas says his spring break is already over, but he spent it on how to use ScreenFlow so he can help his master's students learn to use Zotero better. Next up, we have Doug McKee from the Teach Better podcast, which if you haven't had a chance to check out, I'd highly encourage you to take a listen and here's what he's got going on for his break and his recommendations.
1: Hi, Bonnie. This is Doug from the Teach Better podcast. We have two. We have a two-week spring break at Yale. And I spent the first week just catching up on all the work I put off while teaching classes. Uh, but next week, I'll be playing in California with the family during the day and grading papers at night. So I think we actually will have a lot in common. I usually stick with Microsoft Word in review mode on the Mac when I'm grading. Uh, I like to write a lot of stuff, and having the keyboard definitely, definitely helps. But I also like PDF Expert 5 on the iPad. Uh, I've used that in the past and really enjoyed it. You mentioned a few tools for creating screencasts in this week's episode, but you didn't talk about the easiest method of all. Uh, QuickTime on the Mac will record your screen and even let you do some light editing. That's what I use and it just it comes with Mac OS ten. Hope you're enjoying your spring break and I'm looking forward to listening to future episodes.
0: Thanks so much for calling in a message, Doug, even during your break. And you are so right. I didn't mention QuickTime on the Mac. And actually, someone mentioned it after I was on the Mac Power Users as a follow-up. And it's one of those things where you think, gosh, the most obvious answer is sometimes right in front of us and already included among the tools that we have available, those of us that are Mac users. So thanks for the suggestion. And next up, we have Sandy Morgan, a friend and a colleague with me, and she is the director for the Center for Women and Justice at Vanguard University. And she does a podcast with my husband, Dave, called Ending Human Trafficking, which can be found on iTunes and all the other major podcast directories. Speaking of which, so can the Student Caring podcast I mentioned earlier, so can the Teach Better podcast. It's so fun how many ways we have to connect with other people with similar interests and passions. And here is what Sandy has going on for her break. I am going to caution you in advance that, at least for me, it's a little bit intimidating with how much she's able to pack into what for many of us is actually a break and for her is just an opportunity to do something entirely different
2: well for spring break I have a pattern for the last few years of using it to engage people in another area another region of the world or um, of the states in the issues of of what the Global Center for Women in Justice is studying, mostly related to human trafficking and the factors that drive that. And so last year I went to Cordoba, Argentina. This year I'm going to Kenosha, Wisconsin, which is just outside of Chicago, actually. And we're going to be engaging with community leaders, um, church leaders, and children. We want everybody to learn how to study the issues so they can be a voice and make a difference in ending human trafficking. But at the same time that I'm using spring break to expand the reach of what, of our work at the Global Center for Women and Justice, I also um, take this break time as an opportunity to expand my circles of influence. So, I downloaded the new app that partners with LinkedIn. It's called Connect, and now when my friends or my colleagues actually on LinkedIn have posted something that I'm interested in following what their work is, I get a notification without having to go through all of opening the entire LinkedIn. And that's kind of fun to see what's happening. And it's already just in the first few days of LinkedIn connected me with a professor at another university studying trauma so that we can now partner and work on some of the same issues where there's overlap in our disciplines. So Connect is my new app for spring break. Thank you. Bye.
0: Sandy, I just have to tell you, as I know I tell you regularly, you are such an inspiration to me. And after listening to what you're doing, I feel like I should take a nap on your behalf this afternoon, perhaps. So just thank you again for all the ways that you make a difference in this world. And thanks for the recommendation, too. I have not heard of that app until now. And I went to look at it for to put it in the show notes which again will be at teachinginhighered.com slash 40. It is hard to believe there have been 40 episodes already. It's so fun. And I'm going to put that in the show notes and I'm also going to check it out myself. Thanks again, Sandy. And thanks to everyone who was able to make a call in and share what you're doing. And if you didn't have a chance to make a call, but want to let us know what you're doing or a recommendation that you have, as always, would love to hear that in the show notes at teachinginhighered.com slash 40. Would love to hear what you're doing and how you're making those breaks, how to maximize the time, or maybe you need a rest and and you're having a way of doing that in a more restful way. This is the time in the show when I share recommendations or my guests do, but each of the guests was so kind to to give a recommendation. As far as recommendations, I'm going to scoop up two of them then since I don't have a guest officially on today's show. The first one I wanted to share about is Mac specific and the second one is applicable to everyone. The Mac specific one is a new app called Busy Contacts. Some of you may have heard of Busy Cal before. Busy Cal is a calendaring program that lays on top of the one that comes by default on the Mac, and it allows you to leverage some additional features that aren't available in the built-in one. And people for a long time have been waiting for someone to do something a little bit better than the built-in contact manager that comes with the Mac. And we've been waiting a long time and that waiting paid off. It's called Busy Contacts and it makes creating, finding, and managing contacts faster and more efficient. I installed it without any hitches at all. And what it did was it went in, after I, of course, gave it permission to do so, into my iCloud main contacts. It went into Facebook. It went into Twitter. It went into LinkedIn. It went wherever I told it to and brought all those contacts together and combined and linked most of them. So what does that mean? Well, in my husband's case, his contact record, of course, he's in my contacts and I saw him there. But he's also on Twitter as one of my contacts and he's on Facebook and he is on LinkedIn as one of my contacts. And now in his case and in many other cases, I just have one card for him that has a link to what they call cards to those various sources that I just mentioned and presents all that information to me in a streamlined way. Then over on the right hand side, what I see for a given contact our future events that i have with this individual coming up what what calendar invites we may have in common with each other past events so i kind of have a sense of time we have spent either in conference calls or in person or in meetings that type of thing mail that has been shared and Facebook messages that have been shared and tweets that have been sent out recently. So it's one snapshot for all communication that that person has either had with you directly or with the public in the case of tweets and things like that. And oh, it's just a wonderful way of integrating all of our various ways we might connect with someone in a single place. And it does work like a pretty basic CRM solution where I also can add notes in about each one of the calls that we may have or contacts we may have. And that shows up in the notes section and it'll automatically stamp the date and the time. And then I can just put a little note in there about the call I just had or any specific areas I want to follow up with. So I'd highly recommend you check out Busy Contacts for both Dave and I. We've installed it. And it is just a really nice, easy to use solution that works well for people that want to bring various contact points together into one place. By the way, it didn't make all of my contacts happen smoothly. There were some cases, as an example, where maybe in my contacts, it didn't include a maiden name, but on LinkedIn it did. And so they had that in parentheses as a last name, and maybe it wasn't recognized as the same person. But it's really easy to just click on the two cards and then link and merge them and do manually what it catches most of the time and does automatically for you. So it's just a great, great app location for the Mac, I'd suggest people check it out. And then my second recommendation is that my husband, Dave, had the opportunity to speak to David Allen, who's the author of Getting Things Done. He wrote Getting Things Done, gosh, more than 10 years ago. And it still, for many of us, is our go-to productivity reading. If someone's just trying to figure out how to be more productive, that is often one that I point out as a great resource. Well, it just launched... This week, a new version that he completely rewrote from the ground up and added a couple of chapters to. And he was on Dave's podcast to talk a little bit about that. I thought it was a great episode. And I think anyone listening to this podcast would benefit by listening to that episode about productivity and getting things done. So I'll put a link to that in the show notes. But of course, you can always. Listen to any of our podcasts on whatever your preferred podcast directory is. So that'll be available for you to search for and download onto whatever it is you use to listen to podcasts. Thanks so much for listening today to the Teaching in Higher Ed podcast. As always, if you have any feedback for potential guests or topics, we'd love to hear from you at teachinginhighered.com slash feedback. If you would be so kind as to either consider writing a review for the show on whatever podcast directory you use to listen to it, or even just click the number of stars that you feel are appropriate, give it a rating. It helps other people discover the show more than any other thing you could possibly do. Although I'd also love it if you'd tell your colleagues and friends about the show if you think that they have an interest in becoming more effective at facilitating learning. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll see you next time.